0: morning afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today welcome to the life church podcast you me. oh lord you overtake me thank you God amen wow I love when he speaks he's so wonderful and he's so amazing and he just cleanses us I thank God for that so these times you know that we're living in and I don't know I'm I'm excited because I wonder what will be next and excited to see what God's going to do and and, and where we're going. (laughs) This place that he's called heaven, this place that he said, I've got this place for you. I tell him often, I say, you know, it would be kind of cool, God, if I could say by my parents and by his mom and dad, it'd be kind of cool if I could like have a little bit of resonance beside them. But whatever your will is, God, I thank you. So, people are dealing with all different things and God says to open our heart up and, and there's many unknowns and I, I, there's mental health and all these things there, there's so many unknowns and, and, and there's their new normal and, and God is always the amazing normal he is always that our God but I want you to get one thing in today and into your spirit and then you can be seated but one thing everybody say one thing in Psalms 23 and 1 it says the King James Version says The Lord is my shepherd. Do you know how well he shepherds? He's way better than I. I try to do this mom and dad thing we do together, but he's an amazing shepherd. He'll step in and be the mama. He'll step in and be the dad. Whatever he needs to be, he'll just step in and do that. For the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want and the NIV says maybe they don't have it I don't know I'll just read it the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing sometimes I feel like I do I lack some things but he says the Lord is my shepherd point to yourself he's my shepherd say that over yourself he's my shepherd I lack nothing because he's my shepherd he's a good shepherd he's an amazing shepherd he shepherds so well and his ways are so high my ways are here his thoughts are so high and my thoughts are here but he shepherds so well so if you want to be seated just for a moment i'm going to share a word with you and what an amazing presence of god can't get this thank you so much for the music and singing and and it's so wonderful to have you here playing too with us brother jesse wow just amazing god is so faithful when he we keep on being faithful he just always shows up you know who was that shepherd person that we know in the bible it was david david was a shepherd he knew the constant care needed to be a good shepherd his knowledge of shepherding i forgot something Wait one second. <laughs> but you can just leave it in the back, and I'll get it at the whenever I need it. Thank you. It's a prop I forgot. I do have one prop up here. But his knowledge of shepherding David's was it just provided a rich example. God's constant care for him in his life. Do you ever feel like, who is going to care for me? Like, does anybody care for me? David knew firsthand that God cared. He watched over him, and God was there to guide him. David knew the Lord, his shepherd, would watch over, and he didn't have to worry. Have you worried this week? Stand up if you've worried this week. I know we probably shouldn't tell everything, but you know what? I'm standing. Okay, see. Now, did the word come forth today or what? Now, you can stay Santa for a second because, you know, sometimes we think we're the only one in the world is worrying, right? And God says, I'm your shepherd. You don't have to worry. Okay, you can sit down. David, as a shepherd, he, he knew how to guide. He knew how to lead. He knew how to protect. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He'd done that when he was young. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. David didn't have to worry because he knew his shepherd would take good care of him. Amen. The shepherd, our shepherd, takes good care of us. He's a great caregiver. Do you know of anybody that's a caregiver? Maybe you are. He is the ultimate caregiver and he's a great listener. Do you know, I have to say this. This isn't another message, but I can say it again sometime. Sister Ann called me one, and this is for another message. I was kind of working on two, but the Lord said this one. But Sister Ann called me one, I don't know, this year, sometime. Not recently, but just a while back. And she said, um, Sister Sherry, would you like to FaceTime? Okay. Because I love seeing the people, right? And so we FaceTime, and then when I um, talked to her, she's like, I just want to call. And I just want to see how you are. And she let me talk the whole time. I have to tell you, Sister Anne, when we hung up, because I felt like, okay, she heard enough, right? And I was like, okay, do you know what? I hung the phone up, and I said, God, you never, ever, and I, I thank you for that. But I was just saying, you never, you are the great listener, you're always listening to my stuff and my worries and, and, and you take so good care of me. Help me not to worry, but you, that was amazing sister. And I, 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 and I've never had somebody just call me and say, how are you? How was your day? How, how have you been, how you've been through this pandemic? Thank you for that. You're never alone. never alone. Never alone. Do you know the children of Israel, God brought them out of where? Egypt, as their shepherd, he led them through the wilderness. Wildernesses can be just kind of like scary and smelly and beautiful and all these things, but God led them. Deuteronomy in twenty nine and five it says, "For forty years I, Moses, led you through the wilderness. Who led the Egypt? who led them out of Egypt and who led them through the wilderness?" Yes, God. And so Moses kind of, and what did God do? Yet your clothes and your sandals did not. Now, I just can only imagine like, this would have been a cool video back then, but like your shoes didn't wear out. Like my shoes, I'm like a 10 and a half. I mean, obviously my feet grew. Like did the shoes grow? I don't know. Um, Like as you were growing and they never wore out. Like how amazing is our God to take care of us? I was studying this and it was like slapping me in the face because I was like, oh God, I know you're going to take care of me. And I know you're going to guide me. and I know you're going to lead me and you care about me. And Nehemiah says nine and two, it says, 40 years you sustained them in the wilderness. What does it say? They, oh, I don't know about this thing. They lacked how much? Wow. Do we think we lack some stuff? I should ask you to stand up again, but I won't. But they lacked nothing. Their clothes didn't wear out and their feet didn't swell. I mean, like, sometimes you just got to lift your feet up because you're like, wow, it's a hot day and I've had too much salt and I I just got to get these legs up, right? Their feet did not swell. How an amazing God that we serve. Nobody needed new clothes and needed new shoes. Their sandals didn't wear out. Their feet didn't swell. I don't know if they smelled, but they didn't swell. <laughs> they wore their shoes seven days a week. How do your, look at your shoes. How do your shoes look after one year? Okay, I'm just going to take my shoes off because you can't smell me up here, so that's kind of cool. Um, let me just show you the bottom. I actually didn't know it was that bad, but the bottom of my shoe. Do you see that? Like there's, I like these because they're flat. They have a little bit of a cool hair, but just they're pretty much flat. And so I really like these. There's a piece of my hair there. And uh, so far, they're doing pretty good. I have used a lot of those black markers. You know, those, what are they called? Sharpies. <gasps> That's the word. I've used those, right? So obviously, this is going to last for a little bit longer. But guess what I did? <laughs> and this wasn't recent. But I Googled them, and I said, if these ever wear out, you know, I need these. <laughs> and I've had these for like a year and a half, right? They smell good, they smell like leather, but they are preserved until these wear out. But can you imagine their shoes never wearing out? Like like, there must have been some kind of rocks and gravel, and but my God says, Mmm, 40 years. 40 years, and never wore out. I'm playing the drums. I I do want to play the drums. Maybe that's a sign, Pastor Ray. I don't know. I always tell him I want to play the drums, and my kids think I'm crazy. But, okay, the shepherd will guide us. God guided the Israelites. He led them and watched over them. This is so cool. Put Deuteronomy 8, 2 and up. Deuteronomy 8, 2 says, And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. Now, I I took a little bit of time after this, and I I highlighted it, underlined it, even in my notes. Why did he take them in the wilderness? Did you know why? I'm about to tell you why, because like that next few words right there. To do what? To humble you. So I stayed right there for a long time to humble you. I'm like, sometimes Sherry likes to rise up, and I'm like, I can't. I have to die to what I want in myself and my ways. And I have to say his ways, not my will, but thy will be done. So it was to do what for them in the wilderness? Man, who wants to be humbled? They they went through it 40 years. They never even made it over that little line. There's a line up here. They never made it across. He was trying to do what? Humble them and test you. So he's trying to humble them and test you to know, here we go, to know what was in your heart. Say my heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. He says, I can't give you certain things until I humble you and test you so you can get to the promised land. Because when you get to the promised land, you understand. You needed him and he needed you. And he would take care of you when you do get to this promised land with those big giants. So it's to do what to you? Humble Humble you. Now, wave to me. Don't stand again. Are you going through any test? Are you going through some wildernesses? So what is he doing to you? Humble Humble you and test you. See what's in your heart, right? Wow. Wow. God always search my heart, humble me, and make me right before you. You'll go through some mountains, they sang it, and valleys, rough and smooth places, and their shoes didn't wear out, and trials and tests. You're going to go through those things. But if you trust in him, right, he will guide you. Say, he will guide me. Now, if I am speaking These are for some of the new people. If I'm speaking, I will be like, oh, yeah, that's me. I receive that. I'm going to have that because I have to encourage myself in the Lord. So he's going to guide me. I receive that. That's for me. I'm going home like that because he's going to guide me. Even though I'm going to be humbled, I'm going to be tested, he's going to guide me. Right? In Proverbs, it says 3 and 5, trust in the Lord. You sing the next part. And lean not to thine own understanding, but in all of my ways, are thy ways? Acknowledge him, and he shall direct my path. Say, my path. My path. I don't know about anybody else, but that, what you're saying right now, it's my path. God's going to direct me. He's going to guide me. He's got my future because he wants to take me to the promised land. And I'm going there. Anybody with, anybody going to wave? You know, you do that wave. You know how they do. And it, it, you're going to the promised land. So you're going to be humble. You're going to be tested, but you're going to make it. Now, you should say, that's me. I'm going to make it. You see how she crossed her little legs over there? That's me. I'm going to make it. Amen? Amen. It's a promise to me. And he's going to protect us. This is so cool. He protected them from all sicknesses. Wow. That's me. Oh, somebody said, that's me. That's me. Yes. Protected them from all sicknesses. Okay, I'm just going to let you see in the Word of God, but let me keep reading. Children of Israel, they were in the wilderness and they didn't need a doctor. Let me tell you about this Good Shepherd. Let me tell you about being free. Our Good Shepherd, he, they didn't. Can you imagine over a million people traveling in the wilderness and no one getting sick? Now, no wonder Paul was like, whoa, man, I was this, but now I'm this. I'm free. i got to tell everybody. Can you imagine in the wilderness? Wow, we never got sick, never shoes wore out. Like, who are they telling? Each other? God said, I just want you to cross. I want you to cross. So look at this. Deuteronomy, in case you think I'm just fibbing. Deuteronomy 7, 15 says, and the Lord will protect you from. You should say, that's me. That's where you say it. All sicknesses. He will not let you suffer the terrible disease you knew in Egypt. Whoa. Say, that's me. Say, what I came out of, what I was, I don't have to have that anymore. But he will inflict them on all my enemies. Now, I don't even pray that, but he said it. I don't say, oh, get them, God. No, I don't do that because God says I'll get them. He just said, but He, He, H-E, will inflect them on all your enemies. I don't say, you know, you should get them, God. No, because you know He's trying to humble me. He testing me. And if I do that, He's gonna humble me more. And I'm backward, you know, that back step. And I don't want to do the back step. I'm trying to walk forward to cross this line into the promised land. Say that's me. Now I need that prop. Okay. Do you know the shepherd? Shepherd had, oh yeah, come right down there. You go. Oh, that's really cool. You know the shepherd? He had this really cool thing called a. He had a staff. You know this was an effective tool? Why was it so effective? He'd be like, Whoa, don't you go over there. You come. Now, this is never, ever for a whack-a-mole. You know those whack a This shepherd. Who is a what kind of shepherd? A good shepherd never says, "You did that." I'm, I'm, boom, I'm gonna, no. Nope. Never is he a whack a mole. Say, my God's not like that. It's an effective tool. It's a tool that says, "Uh-uh, get no, get, come." He, he. It's the guide, right? It's like, come on. Oh, wait a second. You see this big cliff? I'm not gonna jump down there. But you see that? You don't we got to go this way. Come, come, come. It was an effective tool. This, what is it called? The shepherd's staff. Do you know what? Sometimes they would fall in pits. I don't know if you felt like you fell in a pit, but I'm telling you, it's a God that says, I'm going to pick you up. Do you know what this piece is? It's a beautiful thing that says, you know what? I'm going to dig you out of that. Come on. I'm going to pull you out of that. You can't stay there that long. You can't go there that long. I've got this effective tool. The staff is going to get you. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. However hard I got to pull, it's going to help you. You should say, that's me. It's going to help you. It's an effective tool. It's to protect us from all predators. Do you ever feel like a predator has come along? It's supposed to do what? Protect you from what? All predators. Now, this is the time that it can be a -a whack-a-mole, right? Because it's supposed to protect you. It's never supposed to beat you up. It never was intended to beat you up. He opened his arms wide for you. Never was it tended that way. But if there's a predator come, he said, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. You can't come here. You can't come near us. Now, would you try to come near me if I was doing this? to you? Right? No. It was an effective tool. The what was an effective tool? The staff. God says he takes good care of us. Look at this. What kind of amazing God do we serve? John 10, 11 says, I am the. Good shepherd. And what, what is this? The word of God. And it's the good news. Now, you could be watching fake news, but this is the good news. He is a good shepherd, and this is the good news. The good shepherd gives his life for who? The sheep. He's like, whoa, wait a second. No, don't. Yeah, come over here. Come. He's giving his life for the sheep because he does what? He loves us. He's so concerned even about the littlest things. Now, maybe every, some of you guys have heard this, but not everybody. So let me just tell this story really quick. And I know what time it is. I'm trying to go fast. So here we go. Um, Luke, when we moved here, there wasn't a lot of guys in the youth group, right? And so I was looking after. Everybody was hanging out after service. You know, God touched people, and they got baptized through the Holy Ghost, whatever. People just talking and hanging out. And I was kind of about, Brother Kirk, where he, where he was. I was kind of standing up back there, right about there. And the Lord knew my heart. I didn't say out loud, but the Lord says, go over there and sit down. So I sat about where you were, Crystal. I sat right there, and the Lord said, you sit right there. He And the Lord knew that I was like, oh. Look, don't have too many young people, young guys. And so I sat down and this is, everybody's hanging out, having fun. And here's the Lord speaking. To me. I want to go, the Lord is talking to me. Everybody leave the building. I got to make sure I can hear his voice. No. Um, so I was sitting back there and the Lord says, am I big enough to take care of him? I got up from that scene. Man, I had so much peace and I ain't worried about, I know he's supposed to, you ain't, but I ain't worried about him no more because God says, am I big enough to take care of it? My God is always big enough to do the impossible. Now you should say, I receive that because I'm in believing for the impossible is coming my way. Things that look impossible. God says, I'm about to step right on that scene. And let me tell you, the word the Lord gave me for someone here. This is a prophetic word that I wrote down, and God spoke it to me again tonight. Uh, to, uh, last night when I was studying it again. And I was like, are you sure, Lord? And he said, yes, tell them. He says, I am your peace. You might want to write this down. This could be something you've dealt with. He says, tell them, I am your peace. I will work in that circumstance. Don't you worry. I have a plan. That's from the Lord. I'm going to say it again. I am your peace. I will work in that circumstance. Don't you worry. I've got a plan. Amen? He's got a plan. He says, I've given you peace. I'm going to work the circumstances out. Don't you worry. I've got a plan. My ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. So you keep walking with me. I've got a plan. I'm giving you peace. That circumstance where you think it's dead is coming back alive because God says, I'm in the midst. Don't you worry. I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a destiny in your life. Amen? He's got a plan. He's got a plan. In Psalms thirty-seven and twenty-five says, "Once I was young." This is David, and says, "And now I am old. Yet have I never, ever?" E-. It doesn't say that, but never. That kind of means like you never, ever, ever seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Never. Never. He says, I was once young, and I was a shepherd then. And I was old, I was doing this then. And I've never seen it. I've never seen it. He took care of them. Notice the shepherd took care of them. He fed them manna. How often did they get manna? Do you know I thought about that? I'm constantly thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. When it's just me and you one day, I'm going to be so skinny. Because I... Ain't gonna be thinking about what we have for dinner. But right now, I have kids that wanna eat all the time. We have breakfast, what do we have for dinner? Every day. It was, where was it given to? Where did that bread come every day? From God, but how often did it come? Wait a second, man. Do you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me you complained about having manna every day? I would be so excited. I don't know. I can't sing really, but I mean, I'll be so excited ooh, if manna came to my door. Come on, women, you know, manna came to my door. Ain't got to cook. Wait a second. Didn't even have to go to the grocery store. Didn't even have to write it on the list. And God says, I'll bring it right to your door. That is my God. Amen. Put your hands together if you believe that's your God. That's our God. Don't you worry, he's telling you. He provided water out of a rock. He provided a cloud, a pillar of cloud by day. Why? It got so hot out there. He says, y'all need some protection. You need some relief from the sun. I mean, he gave them everything. Everybody say everything. Now, this is cool. I've never been in the wilderness at night, but he provided a pillow of fire by night. Why? The wilderness got really cold at night, and it kept them warm. I'm telling you, I was coming alive with this. I said, God, you are trying to wake up something else in me. I don't know where the in me is, but I want you to wake it up that you've got me. You kept your clothes. The kids never wore out. Now, I'm telling you, there was little kids around. Like, they hit the wrong stick. Like it makes a hole and eventually another hole because they didn't stay in one place. They traveled for 40 years in this little spot. They traveled, but it never wore out. He's telling you, I've got you. He said, let me be your shepherd. Rely on me. Rely on God for everything. He took care of them. Let me tell you what, God met their needs so completely that they took him for granted And they became bored while God was meeting their needs. And God says, I'm gonna meet your needs. I don't want nobody else to do it. I wanna step in and do it so you can testify about my goodness. Do you value God's provision in your life? or sometimes do we exaggerate the size of our problem that we feel justified in our fear? Sometimes we simply have a lordship problem. The Lord is my shepherd. This is where it all begins is that the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord doesn't ignore that there's conflict, war, darkness. The Lord says he gives us insight of how to take us through the process that he might be Glorified. And absence of Lordship in your life, we make our problems so big in our mind that He we forget that He is Lord and that He is taking care of us. We forget who Jesus is. There is no problem too big for our God. The one who defeated everything. There is no problem to our God. He will take care of me. Say that. He will guide me, he will lead me, and I will cross into the promised land. Amen? If you believe that, put your hands together. Three things you got to have with him. What does this look like for him to be your shepherd? What does it look like? For him to be your shepherd every day, got to do three things. Conversation, obedience, and trusting. you got to talk with him. If you ain't talking with him, how is he your friend? Obedience, doing what he says, holding on to the word of God. You've got it, God. Amen? He's got it. Obedience, trusting that he's going to work it all out for his good. Not my good. My good is I need a few things, but God says I'm working it all out for your good. Sometimes I don't think it's for my good. I think it was, all your good, and I'm going to be stuck. Okay, no, just playing. But uh, it's for his good. Amen? The second part of this, and I'm almost done. I'm going through my notes. I shall not want or I lack nothing. Somebody should say, that's me. I lack how much? You don't lack anything. When the Lord is your shepherd, we lack nothing, period. Everybody say period. period. That means there is no comma. There is no semicolon. Period. We lack nothing. Sometimes it's hard to get to the point because we constantly live in a lack mentality. Ain't got this. But you know them people, they never got to be over here in the promised land. They live in a lack mentality. I don't have. they always thinking of what they don't have. Haven't done yet, or I haven't achieved that. Psalms 1, 23 and 1 says, it doesn't matter what you've done or accomplished. God, say that with me. Say it like a pointy finger. Because I want to tell the devil this, these three things right here. God is Enough. So it doesn't matter what I've achieved, what I've accomplished, what I've done. God is enough. And do you have him? Do you have him? Put your hands together that I have enough. There's nothing else lacking in my life. I have enough. How much would our lives change if we didn't live in that lack mentality? Woo we'd be able to look at those dry and empty places in our lives and we could see how God is providing, how he's making a way. They ain't as big sometimes as you think because God says, I'm working some stuff out of you. So, isn't he a good father? Mm. Oh, that's another song, isn't it? He's a good, good father. Woo, that's who you are. Okay. There you go. He's a good father. He's kind and he's perfect. That is my shepherd. Amen. It doesn't matter your problem. We know a God who holds tomorrow. He holds my yesterdays. He holds my todays and he holds my tomorrows. Amen. So the Lord is my, let's read the NIV. I lack. Now, how many of you believe that? Because remember, we were worried, but now we are, we're seeing the word a little bit more. Now, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. You guys. I kind of just jumped over a few things. But we lack how many things? Do you believe that? Amen. Do you believe that? Stand up if you believe that. You lack nothing. Okay, look at that. Okay. Now you can sit back down. It's good to get the blood flowing. You know, they say, hey. my sister-in-law, she's a nurse, like almost the doctor, but she's like, you know, you don't sit on those flights too long, sister, because you know, you can have some blood clots. So it's good for you to stand up and sit down every once in a while. Amen. Okay. Our contentment doesn't come from what we have, but who we are. It doesn't come from what we have, but it's who we have. Amen. Because the Lord is my, he shepherds so well. Doesn't he shepherd so well? Even the little things, our God shepherds so well. When the Lord is my shepherd, you may stand up now and I won't make you sit back down. If you can, if you can stand up. When the Lord is your shepherd, You don't worry. Look at this. In Luke 12, 22 and 23, it says, Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is what I tell you, not to worry about everyday life. Do you sometimes worry about everyday life? That maybe sometimes it consumes you a little bit? God's saying today, I want to take you to that promised land, but if you don't worry about it, I've got great things over there in that promised land. Don't worry about everyday life. with you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more than food for your body and more than clothing. In verse 29 and 30, of Luke, it says, and don't be concerned about what you eat. It says it just down a little bit further. I mean, like somebody was getting this apart across their mind. Don't be consumed about what you eat and what you drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of, say, that's not me. You have to encourage, you have to speak to yourself. You cannot always think it here. You can't think it here. You have to speak it, and you say, that is not me. I am not an unbeliever. They do not dominate my thoughts, because the things that dominate the thoughts are for unbelievers all around the world. But, everybody say, but, your father already knows your needs. He already knows because he is a good shepherd. He is a friend. He will take care of your every need. And I'm telling you, I was sitting on my deck. Yeah, they call it deck. Yeah, I was sitting out there. And the Lord said, the things that are dead in your life, the things that you thought can't happen anymore, God says, I am about to bring everything back to life. I wish I'd have brought that plant to me. That plant has so many blooms. I don't even know where all the blooms are coming from. But God says, that's what I'm getting ready to do. It was so many blooms on that tree or that plant. I'm telling you, the blooms were falling down on the ground and they still were beautiful. God says, I'm about to do that for you. I'm about to bust open heaven. I'm about to send you to that promised land so you can testify about the goodness of our God. He's about to do it for you, and we're gonna end like this. I'm telling you, in Psalms 91 2, it says, Thank you, Brother Mark, for putting all these declare things out. It says, This I declare about the Lord. Say that with me. This I declare about the Lord. Sometimes you just get to go like this. This are the things I declare about, my God. You're like, Enemy, you ain't gonna win. I'm on the Lord's side. This I declare about my God. He alone is my. He's my what? He's my refuge. Do you believe he's your refuge? He's your refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I will trust in him. <sighs> Say that again. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. So the singers can come up, the drummers. Thank you, guys. Come on, we're going to sing. We're going to declare a few things, but we're going to sing that Psalms 23 again. But I want you to declare this out of your mouth. Declare out of your mouth that the Lord is my shepherd. and and like you can get a little bit crazy and go look at your neighbor and go it's a little personal right he's so personal he's so he's so like that he's my shepherd and he's my good shepherd he's a good shepherd I don't care if he humbles me and he tests me because he is a good shepherd and he will take me to that promised land Because he's a good shepherd. Now, this is really good. He will be my shepherd all of my life. Whoa, let me tell you, all of my life. Before I ever married him, I said, God, whoever you send me, they're going to love you all the days of their life. Or don't send me anyone. So, Pastor Steve, you're going to love God all your life, baby. So, um, so he will be my shepherd all of my days. All of my days. I declare. Here we go. We're going to declare a few more things. I declare he will shepherd my decisions. I declare he will shepherd my decisions. I declare he will shepherd my family. And if you oh, I like that deep, like a pointy finger going on back there. I love to see the pointy fingers. I declare he will shepherd my children. He's going to shepherd them in all their ways. Because look, that thing says declare. So we are declaring that. Here's a few more things and we're going to sing. Because I don't know how to end because we're going to sing. And if you want to sing, you can sing. If you want to declare, you can declare your seed. I declare your protection. God. I declare your blessings, God. I declare your favor, God. I declare your peace over my life. Because you are my shepherd. You give great peace. You give great favor. You give great blessings. You give great protection in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord. This is what they sang. Listen to the word. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. He's a defender behind me. I won't be a i am filled with his what anointing my cups overflowing no weapon can harm me i won't fear hallelujah because why i am not alone he is my comfort he always holds me close he always guides me through every mountain and every valley his joy is refreshing It restores my soul Mercy and goodness Give me assurance That that I'll see his glory Face to face one day Oh hallelujah Your spirit lives within me So I will walk in your peace Your spirit lives within me We have the victory Because the Lord is my shepherd Amen Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.